Your attention, please. Please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just had a Jim Curloff contest against the guys in the office to see who could curl 30-pound dumbbells in each arm, both at the same time, for the most reps. And while I was curling away, and this was without any kind of good form in the end, let me tell you, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hey, everybody. I am excited today because we're going to be talking about something that's super important, and that is trademarking your brand, trademarking your company names, trademarking everything that you can that you want to protect. And I am joined by Anita Marr. Anita, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great, Manny. How are you? I am great as well. I want to tell you guys a little bit about Anita. Anita is the founder of Trademark Angel. It's a trademark registration firm with over 18 years of experience. Trademark Angel handles Canadian, U.S., and international trademarks. And her firm provides quality trademark registration at an affordable flat rate with free refilings, right? Guaranteed, I believe. Yes, that's right. All right. Anita also works closely with U.S. and European attorneys so that her firm can handle any trademark work that you're going to be needing. So we're going to be talking to her. I have a million questions to ask her. I want to mention one more thing, though. Anita's been in the trademark business since 1999. You've worked with the filing of 4,000 trademarks. Yes, yes, that's right. And you've been a registered trademark agent now since 2008, it's almost uh, 10 years, and you received the Canadian Education Foundation Prize for the highest results on the trademark agent examination in 2008. I know you weren't going to mention that because you don't like boasting, but that's a fact, is it not? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Cool. So I'm saying all that because I just want people to know that you really know your stuff, and actually that might even be an understatement. So if you're ready, I'd like to jump into some questions. Actually, You know what? I've kind of said a lot about you in 60 seconds or less. Anything that I haven't mentioned about you, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. You're going to time it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. So I was born in Russia at the age of 16. I went to study to England. Then I traveled to Israel, lived there, started my trademarking career in Israel. Then I immigrated to Canada in 2004. And I have been here uh, since then. I have three kids. And I have my own company now. I've been employed for many years, but decided to open up my own company after my third child was born. So so that's it about me. Awesome. All right. And you're doing a lot more now with Amazon sellers, I imagine? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I am. Cool. So, well, again, welcome to the show. And if you are ready, we're going to bombard you with questions. I've got about 20 questions here. You ready? Yeah. All right, cool. First of all, let's just start with the basics. What is a trademark? Yeah, so what is a trademark? It's a brand. So that's how people call a brand. A trademark, um, that's the legal term for the brand. So it can be a word, it can be a logo, it can be a slogan. It can even be a color or sound, like MGM Roaring Alliance sound is a trademark. Uh, UPS trademarked color brown and Tiffany trademarked color blue. So a smell, 
texture, but most commonly people use trademarks as wordmarks, logos, or slogans. That's how the majority of trademarks are filed. And they are used to identify a particular product or service. So a trademark is filed uh, to avoid confusion with other trademarks. Okay. If I'm going to be filing a trademark, should I file the trademark under my personal name or under my company name? And why? That's really a business decision. If it's just you who's going to own the trademark, you can file it in your personal name. Um, you can file it in your company name. If there is more than one shareholder, again, it's a business decision. If you file it in your company name, it will be an asset of the company. So if there are some disagreements between the partners, then keep in mind it, the, the trademark will belong to the company. Another small thing. So if you file in your personal name, uh, there is no privacy. So your personal name will be there for everyone to see along with the address. That's like another thing that people don't realize that they cannot claim privacy. Okay. Interesting. So there's a lot of confusion I see in our Facebook group where people confuse trademarks and copyrights and patents. Can you talk a little bit about that? What are the differences? Yeah, they're all forms of uh, intellectual property, um, trademarks, uh, patents, and uh, copyright patents protect an invention or an improvement to an existing invention. Uh, for example, Thomas Edison light bulb is an improvement to an existing invention. Most of the patents are improvements. They're not original inventions. Copyright protects literally or artistic works like songs, uh, books, uh, poems, or like... Uh, um, other things and uh, trademarks protect the name. Uh, the big difference is that copyright and patent protection doesn't last forever. So patents only last for 20 years. So it's like with, uh, with, with drugs. After 20 years, anyone can manufacture the drug under generic name. Uh, copyright lasts for the life of the author plus 70 years after the death. But trademarks last forever. As long as you use a trademark, it can last forever. You just have to renew it and pay the fee. Okay. All right. So that's the, that's the biggest difference between them. So what are the benefits of having a trademark versus not having it on a brand? Yeah, there are many benefits and I can talk forever about this. <laughs> uh, so a trademark gives you exclusive rights to use the trademark, uh, for the, to use the name uh, for 10 years in the US and you can renew it for 10 years uh, after that indefinitely. Uh, if you have an unregistered trademark, you only have rights within a limited geographic area where you uh, do the business. Uh, a trademark is an asset, as I said. So when you sell your company, the value of your company may be higher because of the trademark that you own. As your business grows, the value of your trademark also grows. Okay. You can license your trademark uh, to other people. Um, it's easier to sue if you have a registered trademark. Usually it's enough to send a cease and desist letter and people will stop because they will be scared. Mm. Another important benefit, um, there are many more, but another important benefit is that it will help you to get into the Amazon brand registry if you're an Amazon seller. So if you sell on Amazon, uh, that's one of the reasons why Amazon sellers want to register, just to get into that brand registry. Okay. All right. You mentioned unregistered trademark. What's the difference between an unregistered trademark and a registered trademark? Yeah. So let's say um, you have uh, AMPM podcast mm -hmm. show. So right now you have an unregistered trademark. It's still a trademark. You use it as a trademark. You use the name as a trademark on your microphone. So you use this for podcasts, but you haven't filed yet. Let's say you haven't filed yet. So it's not registered yet. So you still have rights, but 
they're more difficult to enforce. So when you register your trademark, it's uh, presumed that it's valid. So it's much easier to enforce and cheaper. Okay. All right. So that brings me to another question. I see people putting TM and I see them putting the R with a circle, right? Trademark versus registered. What are the differences between those two marks? Yes. So TM means you either filed your trademark or you use your brand as a trademark. Like in, in this case with the MPM podcast, you can put TM to indicate to the public that this is my brand. Do not touch it. If you put R in a circle, it means it's registered. You cannot put R in a circle unless it's registered in the U.S. Okay. And you can put TM even if you've not filed a trademark. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. All right. So that's important. So if somebody wants to at least start protecting it to some extent, they could do that. How much protection can you actually have by just putting a TM? I guess it, you can still legally do something, but it's a lot more difficult, right? Well, I think it can be compared to a sign like a, a dangerous dog inside, do not enter. So it's, it's nothing more than a sign. Okay. So it will help um, to indicate to the public that that's your trademark. And Scare many people don't, yeah. don't know the difference. So they will presume that it's a file trademark or register, they will not know the difference. So it's more to indicate to the public that that's your brand. Okay. All right. I hired you to do some new trademarks for us. A lot of people are probably going to ask at what point should a seller do any kind of trademarking on something, whether it's their brand or their company name? Yeah. So the answer is the sooner, the better. Um, trademark registration is the cheapest protection you can get for your business. So as soon as you have realized that your brand has value, this is when you should trademark it, really. So that's the short answer. Uh, the long answer is, so you spend money on your um, domain name. You set up a company, you developed a logo, you built a website, and you haven't registered your brand. So a trademark registration can be compared to um, house insurance, fire insurance. So let's say you bought fire insurance and your house didn't burn down. Would you be upset? No, you wouldn't, right? So <laughs> no. let's say you, you registered your trademark and no one infringed it. Would you be upset? No, he, would, he wouldn't even think about this. Now imagine you didn't buy fire insurance because uh, it wasn't very important and you just delayed that. There was no immediate need for you to uh, insure your house, but then it burned down. So you would yeah. be upset so the same with the trademark you didn't you didn't register your trademark and then somebody else started using your trademark and you receive a cease and desist letter now you would be upset because you don't have a registered trademark so you can still figure out what to do um, but it will be much more expensive and uh, problematic is that something that can happen can you be using can you be the first person to be using a specific brand name or design logo whatever it is but you don't file a trademark and then somebody comes in a year later and actually does file a trademark on that exact thing. Can they win that? So when they file a trademark, the trademarks office will not refuse registration of the trademark because there is another unregistered trademark. The trademarks office only checks filed and registered trademarks. They don't care about unregistered trademarks. Mm -hmm. So yes, this trademark will be approved. And if you have prior rights, yes, you will, you will be able to oppose, but it will be much more expensive for you. Okay. So if you are the first user, you have all the rights. That's right. But it doesn't mean that the other company will not send you cease and desist letter. They might not know about this. Right. They will think that, oh, hey, it's our trademark. So it, it's, a, it's a lot of hassle yeah. for no reason. If you can prove that you were using this years before, it's public, it's online, it's in forums, whatever it might be, does that protect you against somebody who's filed a trademark after the fact and is trying to get you to stop using that? 
Yeah, so it will help. But again, it will be more difficult. It will be more expensive because you will have to prove that. So when you have okay. a registered trademark, uh, there is a presumption that it's distinctive, that it's valid and owned by the registered owner. There is no such presumption with an unregistered trademark. Okay. So you will have to prove all these things. Outside of actually being a trademark already filed, what would be some reasons that you would actually get declined for filing your trademark? Yeah, so there are many reasons your trademark may be refused. Uh, there are formal reasons and there are substantive reasons. Formal reasons include uh, not describing your products sufficiently, or sometimes they may be indefinite or too vague. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't put, um, the, sometimes you may be asked for a disclaimer or for a better description of the logo. So those are all formal reasons. They're pretty easy to overcome. There may be substantive reasons like confusion with another mark that's already filed or registered or descriptiveness. So that's another problem that may happen uh, or genericness, which is even worse. Generic. So those are, yeah. So if your trademark is generic, it will be refused. If it's descriptive, it may be refused as well if it's not in use in the U.S. Okay. All right. How long does it take to actually register a trademark here in the U.S.? About eight months. Take a give, yeah, eight months. If there are no complications, if there are complications, it may take more than a year. Wow. Okay. If, so Yeah. If everything goes smoothly and there are no objections or mm -hmm. minor objections, about eight months. Okay, so you're typically a person's going to be waiting to see if, let's say, they launch a brand. It's viable. Now it's viable. They're like, man, I'm crushing it. I'm making a lot of money. I got to file. But then it's almost a year later before it actually gets registered where they can legally protect that brand. Is that right? Well, no, you're protected from the moment you file. So you okay. get a serial number and you're assigned a filing date. So you're protected. So if, if somebody else files after you, this other trademark will be refused. Okay. But you don't, but you can't get brand registry, for example, on no, Amazon no. until that's actually filed. Cause a lot yes. of people, a lot of people will confused. think, yeah, they think they can file and immediately go and get uh, you know, file a trademark uh -huh. and then go get uh, brand registry. doesn't work that way. No, no. So when you file a trademark, all you get is a file trademark. It's not a registered trademark. So the Amazon wants to see, uh, to make sure that you are the owner of a registered trademark that no one else tried to dispute this. That's mm -hmm. why they make you register your trademark first. Okay. All right. What's the best way to monitor the filing process to see if there are any of these issues that pop up? Well, if you file by yourself, you put your email address and the U.S. Trademarks Office will send you an email if something happens. So they will notify you if you work with a trademark professional. So they, they will get notified uh, when there is an office action. So when there is an objection, the Trademarks Office will email uh, your trademark attorney and then he or she will tell you that, mm -hmm. hey, there is a problem. Oh, well, maybe not a problem. Maybe it was approved or okay. registered. But you can also check the status online. Um, it's pretty simple to search. So you can just plug in your name and see what the status is. Okay. What sites are available for somebody to do some initial research to see if the brand name that they're trying to trademark is something they can actually register? Yeah, so what I would recommend is to check USPTO.gov website, so um, so the Trademarks Office database, so you will check for filed and registered trademarks. But in addition, every business owner should also do a Google search and Amazon search, mm -hmm. ex exactly for the same reason that I mentioned before, to check for unregistered names. Okay. That may potentially be a problem. Let's say if somebody used a similar name to you, I mean, pick another name, don't file for the same name. Okay, so if they're going and they do an Amazon search for the brand name, and you guys can do that in quotes, 
and it comes up, then you would say, don't even use that. Try to find something else to actually go yeah, register. Exactly. Right. I mean, if you're at the stage where you're just selecting a brand for mm -hmm. yourself, if you find a brand that has not been filed, pick another name to avoid complications. Because yes, if they haven't filed, maybe they will not even find, find out about you. But do you want all these problems? Because potentially you may have problems. Yeah. So they may still come after you even after it's registered up to five years after registration. Okay. So it's better to avoid conflicts and pick a name that's registrable. And outside of the USPTO.gov site, there was another site that you and I talked about a long time ago where they can go and they can type in a name and it checks like 30 different sites for... Oh, TM TMDN, yeah. Is that TMDN? I can, yeah, I can, I can send you the link after that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can check many countries at the same time, but the problem with that site, I don't like it very much because how you search is very limited. So you can put like an exact search or fuzzy search, which you have no idea uh, how exactly the search is done. So I always like uh, the manual search better. Okay. So you just check every country. But yeah, for the direct hit for identical marks, yes, it's a, it's a yeah. great site. And there was another one too, and this one wasn't for trademark specifically. It was just to see if the name that you're using is oh, used name, on... check. Name, name check. Name check. Name without, check without without the yeah. E or something like that, right? Yes, yes. It's C-H-K. <laughs> so what, well, yeah, name that's check. a great website. So I yeah. always use that to check social media. Mm -hmm. So Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, so, and domain names. It checks all of them at once and mm -hmm. uh, it looks pretty cool when you tell your client, oh, look, I checked all this. Yeah, it's cool, guys. I might actually do a quick little video separate to that and show you guys how to do that. But it's super fast. You go in there, you put in a name, let's say you're, you know, called Ultra Pillows. You put that in there and it checks like, I don't know, like a hundred different social media sites and the domains and everything. And it tells you what's used and what's not. So very quickly, you can be like, oh man, everybody's using this name. I want, I want to get out and do something else, a different name. Yeah. So. If Facebook handle is taken, yeah, I would probably search for another name, especially <laughs> if it has to do with your products. Yeah. So what if somebody takes a name and changes a letter like pillows? I just mentioned pillows and they make the last letter instead of an S a Z. Does that allow you to then trademark it? If somebody had, I know it's a bad example, but if somebody had the word pillows you know, if they were ultra pillows with an S and you did ultra pillows with a Z, you'd be violating them, right? It's too similar? Yes, yes, because there will be confusion because the purpose of trademarking is to prevent confusion in the marketplace. Uh, so if you just change one letter, it may still pronounce the same. So if it's pronounced the same, it's still confusingly similar. Mm. So the trademarks office may still refuse this trademark. And also think about it. Do you want to have a brand that's so close to another name the people will be confused your public uh, your customers will be confused mm -hmm. you don't want that so it's not a good idea and it usually doesn't work okay all right what's the number one mistake you see people making when filing for a trademark yes. number one mistake is they don't do a proper trademark search that's number one mistake uh they rush and they skip that step and they just file and then they um they file and they find out that there is a similar trademark or they file incorrectly. There is a similar trademark, let's say for pillows, talking about pillows, mm -hmm. uh, and they included pillows in the uh, trademark um, specification and the product specification. So if they had done a proper trademark search, they would have known about this trademark before. So they could have avoided the problem by not including pillows or not including this whole class. Okay. And then how long does it take? I mean, there's going to be wasted time. After they file it incorrectly, is it? Do they usually find out right away, or is it like four months into the process? 
that yeah so yes after your trademark is examined usually three months so you will get an office action mm. um, and then you will have to delete that class so which means you just wasted the, paying the government fees mm. uh, but w- what is worse the, this other company may find out about you uh, and then you you may be in uh, trouble what do you mean by that the other country the company might find out about you well, if there is a similar name, if they if uh, they filed before you, if they are the prior user, they may send you a cease and desist letter saying that you're using um, their trademark or you're infringing on their rights. Okay. If it's so similar and uh, uh, you have the same product. So you've alerted them to your existence by exactly, doing that. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So, um, so going back to this trademark search, so if you do a trademark search and you find that there is a similar trademark, mm-hmm. but you really like your trademark, and you're not ready to change it. In this case, it's better not to file. Just lay low and do nothing. Continue using your trademark. And I mean, again, it's not legal advice. I'm not giving legal <laughs> advice here, but uh, it's best not to file if there is a similar trademark. Because the minute you file, if they have a proper trademark attorney, uh, he will tell them that, hey, a new trademark was filed and it's very close. Mm-hmm. And then you're in trouble because you exposed yourself. Gotcha. So if you do a proper trademark search, it will help you to eliminate many mistakes. Okay. You, you mentioned an attorney, a good attorney. Uh, once a trademark is registered outside of going to your attorney, how does one protect it from infringers? Or is that the only way? Well, to protect yourself from infringers, the best advice is to monitor the marketplace. So... Um, Every two weeks or every month, just check Google, check Amazon to see that no one uses your name. That's the best thing you can do. You can also have a trademark monitoring done. So your um, trademark professional will check the trademarks office database and he will tell you if somebody filed a similar name. Mm. So when you have a registered trademark, yes, it gives you rights, but you also have to be proactive. You can't just sit there and do nothing because if somebody starts using a similar name, you have to stop those people. Okay. So no one will tell you about them unless you actually check um, internet yourself. Okay. So you might, uh, I guess, one free way of doing it would be setting up some Google alerts. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Put, put your brand yeah. or whatever it is in there and, and you'll be notified if something, I mean, change up the name a little bit and see if, uh, you know, like 20 different ways and you can see if you ever get any alerts. But in adi- that's in addition to, you know, having an attorney or somebody that's constantly monitoring that's kind of stuff. Do you guys do that? Is that a service yes, that you guys do? Yes, that actually comes with one of uh, with two of my packages. Yeah, okay. I offer that service. Yeah, cool. because without that, I mean, a trademark registration—it's just a paper, really. I mean, unless you proactively monitor the marketplace, um, if you don't stop people who use a similar name, uh, you're just making your own brand weaker. So you should take steps and check to make sure that no one uses your name. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's good advice. We talked about how to stop infringers. When can somebody legally use your trademark? Wait, what do you mean by legally? Like when, like, when you license? Like, well, no, without licensing, can they use your name in anything? Like if they're comparing their product, which has, you know, it's a similar product, but a totally different name, and they're comparing it to your product, which is trademark, can they mention your name, your trademark oh, yes. name? And they, so there's- yes. So yes, it all comes to the concept of use. So if they don't use your trademark in the legal sense, it's okay. So um, they can mention the name, it's not use. So what does use mean? Uh, Trademark use is a very complicated concept and many people don't understand that. So when you print your business cards, it's not use. When you buy your domain name, it's not use. When you register a company, it's not use. When you mention somebody else's trademark, uh, it's not use. 
what is used then? So when you put the trademark name on your products, on the packaging, um, that's trademark use for products. Uh, if you have a service, let's say you provide a service, you do a podcast, MPM podcast, you put your trademark on the microphone, you also put it on the header of the website, so that's using for services. So you, when you use the name, when you advertise and offer the service to the public. Okay. So, and so again, going back to your question, when can somebody legally use the trademark? I guess we have to define what use means. Okay. All right. So it just depends on the scenario. Yes, exactly. Okay. So if you license the trademark to somebody, they can legally use the trademark. Right. But I guess you wanted to ask, can somebody mention the trademark or uh, refer to your trademark? Yes, they can. Yeah. So you can refer to Amazon. That's not use. You just mentioned Amazon. Could somebody run a, an advertisement on Google that says something like, before you buy you know, your trademark name, check out our product? Can they do that? Yeah, so it's called comparative advertising. Yes, you can okay. do it. You, you have to be careful. So it has to be truthful. You can't say nasty things about somebody, especially if they're not true, because you don't want to get in legal troubles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, you that. have to be careful. Yeah, it's called comparative advertising. You can do, but you have to be very careful. And if you make any uh, claims, you have to make sure they're right. So if you, there was a famous case with the shampoo. So if you say that your shampoo uh, is 10% more active or like t 10 times more active than this other shampoo, it has to be right. Mm, okay. You can't just say this. Can't make it up, huh? Man, no, they make no. it difficult. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah. Okay, so there's been a lot of chatter about state registrations versus federal registrations for trademarks. Now, I don't know anything about this, but I saw people posting about it. And what people were saying in the groups were that because it takes eight months to do a federal some people were getting like in a month the state registrations and they were using that to try to get brand registry. What do you know about state versus federal trademarks? Yes. So state registration just gives you protection in one state. So when you do a trademark registration for the purposes of getting into the brand registry, that's wrong thinking. It's not the way you should think, okay, I'll just get this state trademark just to get into the brand registry. State registration uh, only makes sense when your trademark is not registrable. So let's say uh, if you're a local business, if you're a hair salon in Texas and you wanted to file federally, but there is another hair salon in Utah. So in this case, uh, it may make sense for you to trademark your business in Texas because that's where you are located. Um, but it will not get it will not give you rights on the federal level. So I always recommend a federal trademark registration. Yes, it's more difficult, but it will it gives you exclusive rights to use your name federally. So across all fifty states. Okay. Do you know for a fact or not whether Amazon has allowed any state registrations? To I haven't. I have heard rumors from you and from uh, other. Well, I, I read the same things. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, a single person yet who was successful. Okay. So those are all the rumors. Okay. All right. If somebody uh, well, knows. Well, if somebody knows, yes, I would like to know. Yeah. I saw one because person that said. Yeah. One person said that they, that it worked for them. And then, so then a bunch of people jumped on it. And then it, there was like three or four more that said it did not work for them. So. Well, unfortunately, Amazon's rules are not very clear. So, I mean, when they talk about their brand registry, it's just a couple of lines, really. It's mm -hmm. like one or two paragraphs. They don't really define what will be acceptable. They say that a Canadian trademark, Australian or UK trademark will be acceptable. So okay. it doesn't have to be US trademark, but they don't mention anything about the state registration. Okay. All right. So I guess it's, um, we'll need to see how they interpret this. Yeah. 
Okay. Are there any circumstances when you should not file a trademark? And I know you just mentioned one of them was if somebody has a similar name, don't do it, kind of fly under the radar. Anything other than that? Yeah. So if you're a local business, um, again, if you're a hair salon in Texas and everyone knows you, uh, so your neighbor know you, um, it doesn't make sense to register a trademark probably because you don't have global exposure. You're not, you're not really selling to other states. Mm-hmm. So if you only sell in your state and you're a small local business, it probably doesn't make sense. Also, if you have a generic trade, if you have a generic name, let's say you sell cell phone cases and you just call your product cell phone cases. So it's just a generic name. It's not unique. It cannot be protected. So it's not really worth bothering to trademark because it will be refused. Mm. Another thing is if you are in online, uh, is it called online arbitrage? Mm -hmm. So when you resell somebody's products and you don't have your own uh, online store, so you just resell. So there is no brand, so nothing to trademark. So okay. that's another reason. And again, yes, if you haven't done the search, I mean, I wouldn't file. Okay. Another and last last thing. So if you know there is a similar name, if you know there is a similar company, there is a company with a similar name, you will be infringing on their trademark, then yes, do not trademark. Yeah, just yeah we talked about that one. Keep, keep it, quiet. Keep quiet. Okay. Should a new seller trademark their brand name, uh, the logo, or both? And, and when do you recommend to clients to do any of those scenarios? Yeah, so ideally you should trademark your wordmark and your logo separately because then it gives you flexibility to combine them in any way. You can file for a combined mark, so a logo plus the word. Um, it's a little bit easier to register, but then the downside is that you cannot change that. So with um, Helium 10, as you know, we filed for your logo. And why? Because there were some similar trademarks. So to improve the chances of getting your trademark registered, I thought it would be better to file for the logo. Once the logo is registered, then it will be easier to register the word mark. So it's strategically, it will be easier. Okay. But if finances allow, always file two trademarks, the wordmark and the logo. Uh, if it's problematic uh, from the registration point of view, file for the logo or the combined mark just to get into the door, just to get there, and then file for the wordmark. Okay. For the Amazon brand registry, you need to file for a wordmark. So you need a standard character mark. Okay. So continuing that question, I've seen it where, where we're asked for the logo. Do you want to mm-hmm. file it in color or do you want to file it in black and white? Can you explain the differences there and why somebody would choose one over the other? Yes. Yeah, so if it's the first trademark that you file, so if you have just one trademark to file, file for the wordmark. Uh, if it's not the wordmark, then you file for the logo. Uh, you will you should always file in black and white because that will allow you to use your logo in any color. So you're not limited. So you can use it in any color. A color logo is only recommended when it's like a second trademark. Mm. Or if you want to protect the color like Starbucks, so they filed in black and white and they filed in color green. So they protected the color. They also have uh, a wordmark for Starbucks. So Starbucks wordmark would be number one. Uh, Starbucks logo in black and white will be number two. And then the the logo in color will be the last one to file. Okay. All right. Are there any other interesting facts a business owner should know that we haven't covered so far about trademarks? 
Yeah, so sometimes clients ask me, can I trademark a name just to keep it for myself so that no one else can take it and they don't plan to use it? And the answer is no. So mm-hmm. unless you have plans to use the trademark, you cannot just trademark it just to prevent other people from using it okay. because you cannot get your trademark if you don't use it use it or lose it and also uh, to maintain your trademark you also have to use it Um, another question i think some people let's say if you don't use your mark if you stopped using your mark you abandoned your trademark Mm -hmm. it may be free uh to others so it may other people may be able to start using it and even file it when does that happen how long before that actually kicks in so you have to file uh an mandatory uh, post-registration statement of use between the fifth and the sixth year. So if you don't do that, your your trademark will be canceled. So once Mm. it's canceled, um, if it's not in use, so if you don't use it anymore, Mm -hmm. then other people may be able to file. So so the court may find that you abandoned your rights and so you don't have any more rights. But if you just didn't renew it or didn't file the documents, but you still use it, then you still have rights in the name. Okay. So what what is the best way to file a trademark? Well, there are many ways you can file a trademark. You can do it yourself. So you can build a house yourself. So, hmm. I mean, should you do this yourself? I guess you should calculate how much time it will take and how good you will be. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I think you're better off spending time uh, working on your business mm-hmm. and then delegate this to others. You can use uh, online companies that offer um software that will help you to file a trademark then nothing more than they're just licensing your their software to you so that's a little bit better than filing yourself the best option is to use a trademark professional because they will save you time and money they will help you avoid um, costly mistakes and it will allow you to concentrate on your business while they can work on your trademark yes i know it costs money but Nothing is free in this life. Right. Yeah. No. So yeah, people should use somebody like you with Trademark Angel where you've got a lot of experience. But why someone is for sure right now thinking, why should I use Trademark Angel, use Anita versus using a service like LegalZoom? Because LegalZoom sounds impressive, Yes, it, right? so- it sounds good. I mean, it's not a bad company. I mean, there are options for everyone. I mean, each person selects what's best for them. Unfortunately, uh, what I don't like about some companies that they're a little bit misleading. So they tell you, okay, we'll file from $200 or like $99 registration. Mm-hmm. What they don't tell you is that office action responses are not included. So objections from the trademarks office will be extra. Every little thing will be extra. Filing a statement of use will be extra. All the reporting after filing will be extra. So all these things will be extra. Mm. So you're just paying for the filing. So with us, with Trademark Angel, we uh, offer flat fee. So there is complete transparency. We offer three packages so you can select what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Um, There are no hidden fees. So your budget is set from the get-go. We guarantee that a trademark professional will work on your file. So we don't outsource it. So it will not be an assistant, paralegal, software, or some... Uh, somebody from another country who doesn't speak English. We offer free trademark search. So before you invest, you know what chances you have of uh, getting a trademark registration. And we offer free refiling. That's like one of the best bonuses that I like. So if your trademark is refused, we'll file another fee excused. And even if it's unregisterable in the first place, and you say, okay, I still want to go ahead. And I tell you, we have zero, like 1%. Hmm. 
uh, I will still refile it for you. So I'll waive all professional fees. You'll just pay the government fees, um, but I'll refile for free. And um, our fees are less than uh, the half of the industry average. So I think it's a very good choice. Yeah, no, it is a good choice. And, and that's why we're using you as well. Guys, Anit is super awesome at this kind of stuff. So much so we've been talking for a while and we've decided to partner up with her. And we've, we've done this before with very, very few companies or individuals, only those that hit a certain mark, you know, that we feel has a certain level of ethics and, and can provide a lot of value. So we set up a website called sellertrademark.com. And everybody who registers through there to use Anita's services is going to get a killer deal and better than I think anywhere else that you can go. You know, you're going to be getting really good service. You're going to be using the same person, the same firm that we use ourselves. So Anita, why don't you tell them a little bit about, like people might be wondering, you know, what's the cost? First of all, we should probably mention that. And can they, you know, can they get a better deal elsewhere? I don't think so. So the special offer to AMPM podcast listeners. So you can get my all in package that includes trademark search, trademark preparation, filing, responding to non-substantive office actions, reporting approval, publication allowance, submitting a statement of use and reporting registration. And you get this uh, for $6.45. So that's instead of $6.95, as you see on my website. So if you buy from many, that's $6.45. So what you also get, you get a one year of trademark monitoring for free. So what we talked about, so I'll check the trademarks office database and you'll be the first one to know if somebody filed a similar trademark. A special bonus for, uh, to AMPM podcast listeners, I will help you register with Amazon brand registry uh, after your trademark is registered. I don't offer that on my website. That's too much work, mm. <laughs> but I will offer it to AMPM podcast listeners. And of course, this package comes with free refiling and unlimited consultations with us about your trademark. And another bonus that I thought I would include is a free website audit, but you must ask for that. Okay. What does it mean? So I'll check your website absolutely free and I will tell you what other brands on your website are good candidates to be uh, trademarked. Okay, that's cool, guys. So the value here, guys, for under 700 bucks is that you protect your brand. You're going to keep people from destroying something that you're building up. It's a small fee to pay to protect yourself because I, we see it constantly over and over in our Facebook group where people come in and they say, you know, somebody's jumped on their listing and what should I do? And they have no way of protecting themselves. So Anita's going to go ahead and get you trademarked. She's going to go ahead and help you get brand registry, right? So that people, so once you get brand registered, then you can get brand gated and you can get, keep people from actually even having the ability to list on your, on your products. And it's all here. It's at yep. sellertrademark.com. So I'm, I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a really cool service for everybody. And I can't wait for people to finally, you know, be protected. So that said, Anita, any final words before we, uh, I mean, this was just been loaded with nuggets. It's been good. Yeah. So what I wanted to say that when you buy from a MPM uh, podcast, when you buy from many, so the first thing I'll do, I'll do a trademark search. So if you're worried that, well, Hey, I spent all this money and then, um, uh, what if it's not registrable? So I'll do a search. So if it's not registrable, I will tell you, and then you will be able to determine if you want to go ahead or not. Okay, cool. So one final thing I want to add, guys, you know, if you're, if you're using Anita through sellertrademark.com and you're liking the whole process and working with her, it'd be awesome to let other sellers in our group know. If you don't already know, or if you're not part of our Facebook group, we have over 24,000 Amazon sellers. It's in our FBA high rollers group. 
Okay. And you can get there by going to ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook, or just go on Facebook. And if you type in FBA high rollers, I think we're the number one group that pops yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool name too. Yeah, it works. Right. So, I mean, not everybody's a high roller in the beginning, but that's our goal is to try to get everybody there. And yeah. But yeah, we'd love to see you guys in there. Anita's in there. And when this podcast, by the time you're, well, if you're listening to this now, she'll be tagged in that podcast episode and you can ask questions there as well. So Anita, thank you so much for coming on the show. This is going to be awesome. And I think as questions come in and they will, you know, people will have some really interesting questions. We'll have you come back on the show and we'll do kind of a follow-up, a Q&A to answer yeah, those. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I can also answer any questions if you guys have. Yeah, I'll be happy to answer them. Cool, guys. So sellertrademark.com. If you're serious about your business, you want to register a trademark, highly, highly recommend Anita. Again, you know, we don't promote things that we haven't actually vetted and gone through, and we're using Anita for our stuff. I've also even introduced Anita to my girlfriend, and she's getting some stuff trademarked. So yeah, it's really cool. So guys, thank you for listening. Anita, thank you for coming on, and we'll talk soon. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.